0: We adore you, O Christ, and we bless you. And we praise you. And we bless you. Because Because by your holy cross, by your holy cross, by your holy cross, cross you have redeemed the world. You have redeemed the world. You have redeemed the world. world. Station 7. Jesus takes up his cross. Our reading is a selection from John 19. And they cried out, Away with him! Away with him! Crucify him! Pilate said to these crowds, Shall I crucify your king? And the chief priests answered, We have no king but Caesar. So he delivered him over to be crucified. And so they took Jesus, and he went out, bearing his own cross, to the place called the Place of the Skull, which in Aramaic is called Golgotha. When the chief priests and officers saw him, they cried out, Crucify him. Crucify him. Pilate said to them, Take him yourselves and crucify him, for I find no guilt in him. The chief priests and the officers, the temple officials, they've all wanted to see Jesus' ministry come to an end for some time. Jesus' ministry was remarkable and differed from a lot of other expressions of Jewish faith in the time, in that it was, in many ways, anti-temple. A large chunk of his criticisms of Jewish faith and practice in the time revolved around how the community worshipped in the temple. There were, for example, money changers set up in the temple, making profit off of pilgrims from distant lands. These pilgrims would come in with a particular currency that wasn't very useful in Jerusalem, And so these money changers would switch out their currency for the local currency with a fee on the top. And there were salesmen offering doves and goats and bulls for sale in the temple itself. And the idea was that if you had to travel from a long distance, uh, you didn't need to bring your sacrifice with you. What you could do is come and purchase one in town and sacrifice that animal uh, for your uh, religious sacrifice. All of these animals were sold at a markup so that the merchants in the temple could make money from this business. And the rich, you see, they came to the temple and they made a show of how much they gave. It was a parade of vanities in which people came to have donations, large donations donated publicly for the world to see. And the poor were often overlooked. It was so bad that Jesus called the temple a den of thieves. And the first thing he did on Holy Week, the first thing he did after his Palm Sunday procession, was to take the crew, to take the whole procession right up to the temple, grab a whip, and start swinging it around and clearing the temple of all of these businessmen. He openly discussed with his disciples, with other people around, how God had nothing but disdain for this particular temple and this era of temple worship, and that before too long... It would be torn down stone from stone as punishment for the ways it corrupted good and pure religion. Jesus, you see, was a threat to these chief priests and scribes. The chief priests and scribes would have done anything to remove Jesus from the picture, and that's exactly what they do in our reading. A crucified Jesus is, presumably, a dead Jesus, and the end to this theological threat to their livelihood. And so they petition for Jesus' death before Pilate because, again, as we've discussed, the Roman governor as um, the only man locally who has the power to proclaim capital punishment over anyone. They can't do it themselves. And so what did the chief priests and the scribes say? They say, Away with him! Crucify him! And what's remarkable about these accusations and these threats is that uh, included in the reading is the shout, the assertion, He is not our king, for we have no king but Caesar. That phrase, we have no king but Caesar, is quite the admission from Israel's religious and political leadership. It really was a lie. It was duplicitous. They didn't love Caesar. They hated Caesar. They hated all the Romans. And they hated the fact that the Romans were occupying Israel with a foreign pagan army with all their pagan gods. But if it meant that Jesus would suffer a tremendous and torturous death in the public eye, that his whole movement would be shut down for good, um, that some brutal violence would sort of do well to keep their position in place, sure, for the moment, we will proclaim that Caesar is our king, forgetting perhaps that God is truly their king. And so, as a result of the chief priests and the elders selling out And partnering with the Roman governor, Jesus receives the death penalty. He is to be crucified. And so begins his great walk of shame, carrying his cross through Jerusalem, where the masses can take in the public spectacle of his great failure.